Yes, sir. You already know what time it is. Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 42. Y'all thought I didn't know about the reggae tone. You thought I wasn't hip. I'm from the Bronx, baby. Shout out to all my Hispanic people out there. Shout out to all my Hispanic brothers and sisters. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Y'all wasn't even outside when this was popping. Shit. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 42 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James, back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all the love and all the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. And thank you to all the people out here who are continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with thank yous because the thank yous are very, very, very important. I hope everyone, man, had a great holiday. Hope everyone remained safe out there while they was doing their Black Friday shopping. I was thinking about it too. I was like, I think that Thanksgiving is, um, I think that Thanksgiving has overtaken the real quote unquote traditional holiday season, like Christmas and stuff as my favorite holiday. Like I think Thanksgiving is all is 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 my favorite holiday now. Like Christmas is like I'm kind of over it. Halloween, whatever. New Year's is always fun, but I think that like really like Thanksgiving is like my favorite holiday. Like just, you know, the fam comes and we eat great food and we tell great stories about childhoods and stuff and you know, football's on and all that good stuff. I just I think I fuck with Thanksgiving the most more than um more than all the other holidays, I think so. So, um, I think I hope that everyone has had a great holiday out there. Um, thank you for tuning in, and we're gonna have a great, great, great show today. Um, I'm in an amazing mood, a tremendous mood. I got we got so much good shit coming up on this show today. Um, so I'm ready, man. Let's go. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was an amazing song by an amazing artist. Uh, the song is called Dile by Don Omar off of the album The Last Don. And that's my shit. Like, you know, obviously I'm a big hip hop fan, big R&B fan, you know. But, you know, I grew up in the Bronx and you you would hear reggaeton type songs. You would hear dembo songs. You would hear salsa music and bachata, and merengue. Like you would hear all of that shit. Like I grew up on that shit. I've learned quite a bit of Spanish just from hanging around Hispanic people. The Hispanic people have always been good to me, like, and they always, they're open with their culture, they love to have fun, 
and their music is great. Like you could listen to some reggaeton music and the music is so good that you don't understand all of what the artist is saying, but it's like so great. The music is just so great. It's just, it makes you happy, makes you want to dance. And like, I love Hispanic music, man. I love Hispanic music. Even if I don't really understand what's going on, but like the new guys out like J Balvin and Nikki Jam and uh, Bad Bunny and Annual AA and uh, who are some other ones? Maluma. Like they, they are some great current Hispanic artists out there. And the music is just so good. Like I'm saying it again, the music is just so good that you don't even really have to understand what they're saying. It's just like great music. So shout out to all my Hispanic brothers and sisters out there. Shout out to Don Omar. Shout out to the whole reggaeton community, the Dembo community, the bachata, the merengue. Like I know the whole bit, man. I could I could do well up in the heights, man. I could do well up there. Um, yeah, but shout out to Don Omar, man. Great song. Had to open it up with that today. Now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. It is called Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So without any further ado, your Bronx Fact for today is... The Jerome Park Reservoir is a reservoir located in Jerome Park, a neighborhood in the northern Bronx. The reservoir was built in 1906 to serve the new Croton Aqueduct as part of the New York City water supply system. It is named after the Jerome Park Racetrack, which opened in in 1866 and was the site of the inaugural Belmont Stakes in 1867. After the racetrack was condemned, it was bought by New York City and closed in 1889 to make way for the reservoir. In 1996, residents organized under the leadership of the Jerome Park Conservancy to stop the city from converting the site to a water treatment plant. The reservoir was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in the year 2000. That is your Bronx Fact for episode number 42. Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, so we are getting right to it today. I'm so excited for this. We have a very, very, very special guest. We have a very special guest. So special, I had to put the Pittsburgh Steelers hat in the background. That's how special this guest is. We have today... Abigail Narvaez. Abigail, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yes, 100%. I want you to just make sure that it's in an eye view. The What I'm speaking uh, about here for the audio listeners, there I have a Pittsburgh Steelers hat prominently displayed in our background. Abigail is ashamed right now of her Baltimore Ravens fandom. And that's okay. That's okay. We all go through growing pains. <laughs> You know, had the Lamar Jackson high last season. He won the MVP and all. That's cool. Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated at the moment and hopefully can be undefeated for the rest of the season. But all that's right, not important. Just- it's not important. We don't have you here to speak about sports. We have you here to tell us your story and your journey. So 
Abigail would like you to tell the good people where they can find you, all of your creations, the whole full shameless plug. Sure. So I have um, both accounts on Instagram right now. The first one is called Abby's Quiet Kitchen Time. And um, that's mostly food photography. And then I also have the Financial Peace Seekers on Instagram, which is more the uh, finances um, that I'm kind of finding my way through right now. Um, I hopefully would like to, you know, start a YouTube channel on kind of have them intermingled in one in some way because they, they really are. But um, for now, I just have Instagram. Um, and I started a Pinterest to kind of have pins, especially for the food photography. But right now it's just um, Instagram. So Abby's Quiet Kitchen time for the food photography and also the financial peace seekers for kind of um, my husband and I's journey through paying down our debt. That's important. That is very important because, you know, the nature of even higher education, like that's the easiest loan to get a student loan. And then you graduate and then you're like, oh, shoot, I have over $50,000 in debt. Like, so yeah. that is like the the finances thing is like super important because a lot of people even don't even know about finance. And it's so easy to get into debt and it's so hard to get out of it. That's right. like I, you go crazy one week in Black Friday with a credit card and then you crying for the rest of the for the rest of the year. And that you, you have no idea. It's been it's really been a journey like it, that. That's what I'm saying. Like I have to if if I were to be successful in creating a YouTube channel, I have to like put them both together because it's almost like they came at the same time. You know, in my, my head, it was like, I want to do this. And then this other thing came up and it was just like, oh, OK, um, they're both really important to me. But the finances one, it's just like, that's been one hell of a journey, which As, we'll uh, let you know about. Yeah, it's it's the same for everyone. Like everyone has had the, you know, the financial strength, especially now too. think about it now. COVID, how much stress and financial stress and pressure that puts on people. It's like, right. wow, like if you if you were. Absolutely not paying attention to your finances and if you are not paying attention to your you know your bottom line COVID is probably like pushed you like oh yeah right into it because it's like a lot of things that we are used to gone it did it, it's it's weird because COVID kind of it's it can be it can have it could have affected me and us in a negative way and in some certain in some circumstances it did but in other ways, it was just like, it, it worked out, you know, because it kind of was like, you need to get your, you know, crap together. You need to do what you got to do. And no better time than now where you can't go out and shop and, you know, spend all your money. So it, it was like, it, it's a whole, ugh. but yeah, COVID definitely like it affected us in, there was some, you know, negatives and just in terms of like uh, furlough, like being furloughed, but you know, the finances, it, it definitely like put things in persp into perspective for us, you know? So I've definitely been kind of figuring out my way on like how to pay off debt, but also like just growing, you know, cause you kind of learn about everything. It's not just literal debt payoff, you know, you kind of learn how to create a budget, you know, and you kind of learn how to be intentional, you know, with your right. money. So you really need a, you know, a fanny pack across the chest right now, or you know, do you need a, <laughs> no, 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 just, <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> no, but it just helped, it helped put a lot of things into perspective for us. 
But okay. at the same time, I, you know, I was working, I'm, I've been in the healthcare industry now for like, I think three years. And I just, I was only doing work, you know, I was working long hours and I was tired. And it was just like, I don't feel fulfilled, even though I have a job that I appreciate because I know it's, it's super essential. And, but I found like an outlet, you know, I needed that creative outlet because yes, I love my job and, you know, I love helping people, but at the same time, I love myself. You know, I want to do something that I want to do for myself. I, I had like in a personal Instagram account before where I would kind of upload photos. And even now I'm kind of do, doing before and afters because I've become so much better at food photography, but you know, I, I've always had this love of food for cooking, for, for eating. And actually, you know, I'm going to like, just set the record straight. It's not that I have a love for cooking. I, I like to cook, but I love to feed people. I like to just, I, I love feeding my husband. You know, I love cooking for him. I love cooking for my family. I kind of, I, I love it because sometimes, you know, I'll get the whole like, ah, it's okay. It's cool. And other times I'm just, they're just like, oh my God, this is delicious. It's amazing. And I love that. That is great. And that now, so that's great. And that transitions us right to the first question. You kind of answered it in, in multiple ways, but what inspired you to start your business, your creation or your movement? I feel like we were getting there, like right there, because, you know, obviously it's at, it starts here in the heart. It starts there. That's where every beautiful thing starts. And then obviously yeah. the brain takes over and makes it happen. So you know, kind of already got there, but like we could, we could go further into it. What are, what is, um, would you pinpoint to be what inspired you? Whereas like, boom, I'm doing this now. So it's kind of going to be a two-parter because I have both accounts that I'm, I'm kind of managing right now. Right. So the first one for Abby's Quiet Kitchen Time, it started off as a Abby's ASMR cooking because I had this idea of, you know, kind of cooking, but also just engulfing yourself in the sounds, you know, because it's amazing. Like when you just stop to listen to something and I've become such a huge fan of, I know it's, it's, it's an acquired taste. I know I wasn't into it before, but <laughs> I ran into someone's ASMR channel. I can't remember. I think it was Zach Choi, but just the sounds of him cooking, you know, I loved the, the, the heat, you know, when he turned on the gas and I loved like when he'd like pour liquid, it, it was just very soothing to me. And you know what I think happened was I, I was so exhausted at the time when I discovered this, like just with work in general, I kind of needed something mindless, you know, just something to kind of listen to, but not really think about. So that's what Abby's Quiet Kitchen Time started as, you know, but then what had happened was um, at the beginning of this year, I was furloughed for about six weeks or so. And I was pretty much sitting at home. Mm -hmm. And I remember kind of, you know, I, it's always been instilled in me to constantly work. You know, I've mm -hmm. never... I've never been without a job for like more than a month right. because my parents always kind of show me, you got, you got to have a job, you know, you got bills to pay, you got to do something. And I remember my husband telling me like, okay, kind of see this as your time to kind of calm down. Now your brain can rest a little bit because right. you're constantly doing something. You're constantly exhausted. You can have this time now to kind of reset. And I had the idea to take some pictures of a broccoli <laughs> and the broccoli looked tore up it was not a good piece of broccoli and I was like eh, I'm gonna take a picture of <laughs> and I remember like doing the whole setup like with the lighting and the table and I put it on the table right and I started taking the picture and just adjusting it just a little bit you know like with the editing and all of a sudden this picture looked 
fabulous. It was something to kind of pass the time, but also it was kind of stimulating me creatively. And I hadn't had that for such a long time. I was just kind of focused on work. And then the financial piece secret ones is not as, I'm going to say it's not as happy of a beginning, or I would, I would say, because we, we've always been in debt. And it was just like, it's just something you kind of push under the rug. Like, okay, I'll put whatever minimum I'm going to put on this card. And, put it. and then it got to the point where, you know, my husband who had been working a full-time job, and really, it was really, really crappy job, you know, but he was getting depressed and we were both starting to struggle with that depression because mm. he felt like he couldn't step away from this job because he needed to, you know, bring money into the household. Right. Right. And also because we're instilled to always work, you know, we, right. we're not, taught, at least we were never taught like you leave a job before you have another job. You better have something else lined up. That's lined up. just the way we were raised. So he kind of, he stood at this job for, you know, a few years and then at the very end of it, we were just fed up, you know, it was kind of like, what do we do? You know, everything's being affected by it, not just the finances, obviously we're broke, but like our marriage, you know, we've, we've been together. Actually, we just made a 12 year anniversary. But Congratulations. Married, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but married, with, it's like six years or so. And it really tested that, you know, like I love my husband, but we were going through it because it was like why are we so like depressed right now? Are we so angry at each other and at the world? And it turned out to be the debt, you know? And, you know, when Corona happened and I got furloughed, I was left alone with my thoughts, you know? Mm. So I was already trying to figure out how we could get out of this, you know? But also it, it happened like we paid off our smallest credit card, which right. was like 400 something dollars. Right. And it was just like, holy crap, I just paid off a credit card where, you know, for months I could barely make a minimum payment, you know? And my husband was fortunate enough to leave the job that, you know, was creating all of the stress and he started a new job. Great. So already there, the morale was kind of boosting. And then we were able to pay off the first credit card, you know, save that, what he calls an emergency starter fund. So we had just a little bit of money saved up and it was just like, wow, we could actually do this. You know, we were starting to feel just happier. And little, I think we, we started in March, right? That's when we started. And then it came to, I think it was August or September, I'm going to say, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But um, one of those months, we, we had paid off over 15 grand. Wow. Of our debt. Wow. And, and it was just like, oh, no, I got to share this with someone. You know, I got to tell people you know, that this is helping us out, but they, someone who, who may be going through the same thing, because along with money, you know, our fam, I don't know about your family, but my family, they don't know anything about money. You know, we want to help others if we can help others, you know, who may be going through the same thing, who also with their families were never taught about these things. That is like, that is something like, you don't even think about the mental strain that debt can have on you, right? You don't even think about how it could make you depressed and you're going through all these things. You can't really figure out why. And it's that big hunch on your back. Well, and yeah. you're like, this is like really, I didn't even think about that. The mental stress that that could put on you. My family growing up, they showed me how to survive. Right. You know, so that's why I have this mentality like, okay, I can't leave a job without having another job or I can't have leave a job without having my finances in order. So I know how to survive. 
but I'm tired of surviving. Right. You know, I want to live. I think about, I was taught to survive. I was taught to work. And then in the midst of doing this podcast, which I started in February, so right before you started yours, it's like, well, when does my happiness get to come into this? Because I could go to work eight hours a day, sit there, bust my behind, go crazy, trying to make deadlines, trying to make, you know, trying to make other people happy and make them rich. But when I come home and I say, all right, I'm going to purchase a microphone and just talk to it with nobody around. Why do I feel so much better here than I've ever felt over there? And it's just like, you really have to sit and think about it and be real with yourself and say, okay, you know, again, I understand why my parents did what they did because that's what they knew and they took care of me. And I'm super thankful for that. But when I look at my life, what, what am I going to do to live and how am I going to be happy? I'm so happy for you. I have no idea. Like, thank you. Because you are, your happiness is just as important as everything else. No, I'm not saying for people to be irresponsible and be like, okay, screw, you know, not paying bills. Neither do I want you to be homeless, you know, but your happiness is just as important. And it's, 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 everyone's inspiration is multi-layered. There's no ever one just answer. Like, this is it. It's how you feel, how you want to move, who you want to be, how do you want to become it? Who out there in the space is creating something that you want to replicate? It's so many answers. There's no like, you know, hey, I want to be happy. So this is why I'm doing it. No, it's I want to be happy. This is an outlet for me. This is, I feel like my purpose. I see other people who I respect doing things similarly. You know, I see the opportunity that I could provide. Like all of it. It's like, there's no, you can't pinpoint anything in your life to just one thing. Aside from the inspiration part, and you kind of answered it in it because it's all related. It's all correlated. What do you want to convey and what do you want your overall message to be with your business or creation? So for the Bronx Bias podcast, my podcast, obviously I want to talk about things that are fun, like, you know, current events and things like that. But it's also like, I understand the importance of the messages that you can. So me inspired to start this podcast is because every day on TV, I watch people who I respect, you know, do their media thing from whether it's sports whether it's politics, whether it's my favorite actor or actress, whether it's uh, one of my favorite entrepreneurs or a musician, right? It doesn't matter. They are all using their voices, right? They're all, they have this gift to speak and they want to speak. And in that, they inspire the next generation, right? So for me with the Bronx Bias podcast, it's one, I'm showing love obviously to the Bronx because that's where I'm from. And two, it's, I always want to put out the message that you can, your voice is important. Your voice is integral and no one can stop you from achieving your goals and no one can tell you that you can't, especially if you have the mindset that I will, you have the mindset that what I have to say is important. You have the mindset that the only person who's going to get in the way of my success is me. And it's not going to come from anybody else unless I allow it. So like, that is like what I drive home on the show. Listen, if you're a person out there, you are a creative person, regardless of what it is. If you feel like that's something in your heart that you want to do, then there should be no reason that you don't do it. Now, of course, life is different. People have children, people have situations. But if you have the time and the space and the ability, you should never stifle yourself and push yourself down because you're only doing yourself a disservice. 
So I always try to push that out with the show, no matter what I'm doing with the show. I always want to put that message out there because I'm a guy from the Bronx. I'm, we worked at Target together. We was upset when we got scheduled overnight for Black Friday. Like that's where we're from. Oh, Black, Black Friday's Friday. coming up right now. I do this every time. I just wipe the sweat off my brow. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Oh man, 3 a.m. in a Target? Yeah. What? So like it's it's possible. And that's that's like what I love to push. It is possible. Yeah, of course, we're gonna talk about sports, we're gonna talk about music, we're gonna talk about fashion trends and make jokes and have a great time. But it's also like, after you listen to this, maybe you get that little nudge. Man, I always wanted to start selling my art. Maybe I will. Man, I always wanted to start my own catering business, my own daycare, start writing poetry, whatever it is, you can do it. So that is what I love to like, just put that energy out. People are gonna get it. They're gonna receive that energy. So obviously with food photography, with cooking and with finances and whatever else you want to do, what are all, what is some of the things that you, the messages that you want to put out with that? Um, I think first and foremost, I think you need to have a creative outlet. You need to have something that you do just for fun or just that you love to do. It doesn't have to make you any money. It doesn't have to, you don't, you know, you don't necessarily have to um, make it like a whole project if you don't want to, if you're just like, I want to paint today, like, and then you figure out you love it. And it's like, okay, make a, you know, once a week, if you can, a paint day, you know, a paint night or whatever the case is, but have a creative outlet, something that is just yours, something that you do for fun. And then something that just like, you can kind of shut the world off, you know, and quiet, quiet the noise and just do that. You know, that's like, that's the first thing. And then like, at least when it comes to the finances, like I would just say you really need a community, you know, you need to be willing to kind of just share your experiences with other people who may be going through the same thing, but are not brave enough to say it, you know, and right. putting yourself out there that way, you're, you, you're exactly what you said. You don't know who's listening to you, and who you're going to impact. And you may be surprised like how many people you help by just being honest and saying, okay, I've, I've had this problem. This is how I got over it. And I'm putting it out there. And hopefully there's a community out there that, you know, I fit into that will, you know, kind of feed off of that, you know, that energy. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So along with, with our positive messages and our inspirations, what would you say are some shortcomings to try and overcome when you begin any new venture? The first thing, obviously, people think about is money. Oh, I need money. I need money. But other than money, beyond money, I think that there are so many things that will try to pull at you and try to distract you from your path and your purpose. So for me, in my experience, the thing that has been a shortcoming for me is the uh, the insecurity of it. Like when I first, when I first got this microphone and I heard my voice on it, I said, who's going to want to hear this? Who, I don't even like what I'm hearing with my own voice. I didn't even know I sound like this. Right. But you, you work past it because you have the drive and you have the passion. So for me, that was it. It was like, I have to get over that. This is just how my voice sounds. And I don't have the smooth, silky, you know, like the Allstate guy or something. But you yeah. got to work. You got to keep working past it because you have something to offer. 
So in your field, which is multiple fields, um, what would you say are some shortcomings that you had to personally come uh, break through to you know achieve your purpose here? Well, the insecurity one you just brought up, that's probably gonna be my number one because you don't really think you can do it um, because it, and at least for me, I don't have anyone around me who does any of the stuff that I do. Right. You know, I don't have any other friends who are doing any of the stuff who are into, you know, photography, food photography. I have one friend who's kind of into photography, but other than that, there's no one else around me kind of doing that. So it's very easy to fall into that trap, you know, thinking to yourself, well, who's out there that even wants to see this? You know, right. or who cares, you know, or why is, why do I think my voice is, you know, important, so important that it needs to be on social media. And that's the very biggest one. And um, I, the money one, you know, for a while, I used that as an excuse, right? And then my husband called me on my because I wanted to do the ASMR thing, like I said earlier. And a big thing was, oh, I don't have the equipment. There's right. no way. You know, I, I, I see these people that have these huge setups for their YouTube channels. And I'm like, I don't have that. And we just got onto this, you know, financial path, you know, doing the right thing financially. I don't know if I want to do this, spend that money on that. I'd rather pay off a debt or something. And he kind of proved to me, no, it's not the equipment. It's your mindset, you know, because right now I have the equipment, you know, to do some of that. And I haven't done it, you know, and it's just like, no, it's me. It's my self-doubt. It's also partially laziness. You know, we get so used to, we get so used to kind of, you know, I go to work and then I come home like, I don't want to do anything. I want to just do something mindless or kind of just relax. And you kind of get caught up in that, you know, you self-sabotage that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very big part of it, especially like the, the insecurity, everything's kind of mixed in there everything's um, is, is never just one thing it's always intermingled it everything saying something like oh, i don't have the equipment to do it and then like my husband went and bought me the equipment and it was just like well you know <laughs> i don't have the time or the energy you know it's just like okay that's a you problem that's no one else you know if you right. actually work on the content together you may be surprised people are actually gonna you know like right. you you're reaching out to people all over the country you know that's great the 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 community you always I thought about that too, because I said, no one who I've ever known in my entire life has ever done a podcast. So I don't even have like a frame of reference. Right. So I was built, I was already building in the excuse. Well, you know, nobody I know does it. So, you know, I don't have to do it. I don't have to follow through or man, my voice doesn't sound great. Or man, I have to buy this stuff or, you know, how do I don't even, I, I know how to be resourceful, but I don't want to be right. So when I started this, I'm like, well, I'm going to use all the things that I've been doing. I was resourceful enough to get a job, right? I I made my resume look good, quote yeah. unquote good. You know, you could stretch the truth, right? So why can't I use my resourcefulness, my intelligence, right? My sense and put it towards something that is for me, right? When you work, it's for them. It is for you because you got to buy groceries. You got to pay your rent. You got to buy your your utilities, but you're not doing that for you. That doesn't help you in the grand scheme. That helps the places in, in, in established already. So Target is going to get richer for me working there on Black Friday, right? It's not going to help me. It's going to help me that, okay, yeah, T-Mobile's paid for the month. Con Ed's paid for the month. But does that help me in the long run when I wake up every morning? 
do I say, oh, wow, I feel so great because I'm doing this stuff for me? Or am I wake up in the morning like, all right, time to get dressed, right? So, um, you know, I think that you we learn us, you know, in our journeys, we learn that we have had kind of, in a way, all of the, all of the, um, the necessities, and we just have never used them. It's been dormant. It's like I know how to be resourceful. I know how to communicate with people. I know how to ask the right questions. I know how to, you know, get uh, uh, information. Google is free. YouTube, I, me and my friend call YouTube University because if you want to learn anything, you just go on YouTube and you learn it, right? I'm a straight A student at YouTube University. So it's like, you can use all those things that you have in eight in you, we already have it. And yeah. as long as you apply it to something, you apply it to whatever, wherever you want to go in this world. And mm -hmm. you will be surprised by how far you can get. The people who come across you, however they do, it's like, wow, Denzel and Abby are two people from the Bronx who deal with the stigmas of being from the Bronx, the lack of opportunities that they have had each, the fact that they came from working on retail, right? Sacrificing holidays, sacrificing time with their fam just to survive. And they realized, I got something else that I'm on here on this planet to do. And they're right. doing it. So why, why can't I do it? And that's like, wow. Like that is just the beauty of it. The part, the the episode that you did with the graphic designer, the guy who who designed your logo, I love that episode. You know, so I was like, oh, okay. So here you go. This is how we connect everything. You know. Yes. So we we really shouldn't limit ourselves. And you're right. A lot of the the self the doubt is self doubt. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of the, the shortcomings are just in your head. So. Um, you know, cause you wear multiple hats, right? You're like a Swiss army knife. You do multiple things. You have your, your foot here, your foot there. You have your ideas here. You got some seeds over there. You got multiple things going. So what keeps you motivated in this space or in the spaces that you are in, right? What keeps you motivated to say, I'm going to keep pushing it forward. You know, what is, the, what is the motivation? What can you pinpoint as some things, the, never one thing, but what can you pinpoint as some things that keep you going, that keep the battery in your back for what you do in these spaces? Community. Okay. That's good. So for sure. You, first off, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be anywhere. Not to say that I'm super successful, but I wouldn't be at the point where I, I'm at without my husband. Mm. And my husband, like we have this kind of relationship where he will, support me a hundred percent but he'll also tell me when i'm kind of just falling off like okay right. it's this is just you gotta get it you know keep moving but also like i said earlier i have like this community now online for like the finances part of it and also for the the food because i i follow a lot of the uh, the chefs who create these recipes that i try out but having that community is definitely the biggest motivator because you have people now that are rooting for you and a part of you doesn't want to let them down, right? right? That's the part of me that, you know, a New Yorker who always has to do something with a purpose. Right. But also, like, I want to, I want to, um, I want to motivate other people also, you know? So it's like, I want to put my stuff out there and I want someone to be like, wow, this looks amazing. Mm -hmm. I want to try this, <laughs> you know? I get, there, there are people like, I, I've tested some recipes and I post photos and they're like, okay, I'm going to go try this, <laughs> you know? 
So that having that community, I think that's the biggest, like biggest thing you can do. I think that's my answer as well, because the, the, the network of people or the people who have come in contact with strangers or people who I knew there's a, I get a lot of joints where, what you doing this now? Oh, wow. Like that's like, so it's like, man, I got these people who I don't know hitting me and telling me that this does something for them. It helps them in some kind of way, even just to pass the time, right? Even just to pass the time. This, this does something to people. This does something for not only me, right? This is not just about me. This is not about just Denzel. So that is, that is my answer as well. The community of people, because it's like, I can't, I, I say it sometimes in the show. When I open my phone and I have messages from people who listen to the show, it's like, you guys really listening to me? <laughs> like you can't, you can't even believe it sometimes. You know, the streamers tell you how many people listen to certain episodes or whatever. And I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, this amount of people are listening to me? And it's just like, man, I want to keep, I want to keep this going. I want to keep writing. I want to keep with new mm -hmm. ideas and new introducing new things to the show because I don't know what it is about me, but somehow, some way, somebody wants to listen. How right. could I ever stop doing this? How could I ever wake up on one day and say, man, forget the podcast for this week? No, no, because the you don't know what you're doing for these for others you don't know how that can help them you don't know if they're waking up looking forward to hearing you or they needed that inspiration that you're going to drop for today also you have these really cool part, uh, segments on your show what about the the bronx facts but yeah that was that that was one of the motivating factors in me um naming it the bronx bias podcast because i've met a whole bunch of people you know not from new york of course and even from New York, like from Brooklyn or from Queens who have never been here. And they're like, they always look at you with a twisted face when you tell them where you're from. You're, you're, you're from the, what? You're from the, oh my. You're from the, how could you be from there? And you're just like, well, actually, you know, we've had our time and our things have happened in our borough, but you don't even know the half of all the great things that have come from here. You don't even know the half of all the organizations that are here or of all of the role models that came from here or of all of the establishments or how we paved the way in certain issues or certain uh, fields. So let me give you this 20, 30 seconds per episode. So as of it stands right now, there are 42 facts out there. And it's just like, you don't even know that. I've had people hit me, people who live in New York. I did one about um, the Hall of Fame at Bronx Community College. And I did one about the Bronx Museum. And they're like, I didn't even know the Bronx had museums and they live in New York. And so it's literally, you can't even think like, oh, people know this. Like, no, you treat it like no one knows it. Even people who live in your city, because you're going to say something or you're going to drop some knowledge. Like I did one that the Lincoln Memorial that's in DC was create, was built in the Bronx. And they're like, what? Like how, wh what do you mean it was built in the Bronx? And like, yes, it was. So that's just, putting it out there. Like I'm from here. And of course I understand what comes with it. I understand what people think, understand how people's ideas are shaped and their opinions are shaped through what they see in the media and what people say. But my job as a part of the entertainment and as a part of maybe the motivation as part of the inspiration is also 
the education of where I'm from. So you get all of that, you get all that. And that's what comes with like planning. Like that's, that's one of the questions I have here for advice. Planning, you got to plan, you got to understand where you coming from. You got to understand what your angles are. You got to understand how you bring something different. If I'm sitting here and say, let's say everyone does a podcast. Okay, not everyone's from the Bronx. Everyone does a podcast. Okay, not everyone lived the way I did. Not everyone worked the jobs I worked. I have a different perspective. So that is like, it's all in it. It's all in it. But definitely the community of people. You know, what's funny. I, was, I called you a Swiss army knife before, but we're all kind of Swiss army knives. We all do different, multiple things, right? We all have multiple functions. So it's like, we all have the multiple, we're all never focused on one thing. We all have multiple uses. I'm Denzel. I do a podcast, but to somebody else, I talk about sports. Oh man, he likes to listen to my sports or he likes to listen to my opinions on politics, or even this just helps me go on with my day. Right? So the, we all are Swiss army knights. We all have multiple, multiple layers and multiple uses. We're all like that. So, you know, people out there, you are that you're not just the cashier at Target. You're not just the uh, person who works at the insurance company. You are yeah. a multi multi-layered, multifaceted person who has an infinite number of things to offer. Right. And it's your, especially if it's like creatively. Um, and the last one of the serious-ish questions, the brass tax questions. Um, how can we leave a future, uh, how can we leave a path for the future generation of creators? There's no right answer again, just like anything. You know, some people look at it like, okay, like you, I want to start classes. I want to educate, right? That's great. That's fantastic. Some people look at it like, well, I want to provide on a monetary level, financial. I want to fund something, a, a program, a, a camp, a summer camp, or something positive. I want to fund it. Some people look at it like just being in the community is enough, right? Presenting the positive messages, the community of people would tell you that you can, that keep, keep it up. Um, you got this, all this type of things. But it's all obviously intertwined. For me personally, my dream would be the Bronx Bias podcast when it gets to the level of immense success that I will create opportunities for the next generation. Because I look back at my upbringing in high school and middle school, you know, there were no real resources to where creative juices could be instilled in kids from early. So my dream would be like- I'm gonna challenge uh, you on that though. I'm gonna challenge you on that. Okay. Because we already do that. How? You already, you already- Oh, no, I already no. do it. You already do, because you were saying, you know, when my podcast becomes immensely successful, which it will, and it already is, you know, um, you're already providing that for people. You're giving them a space to talk, you know, to kind of share their stories. That's for people that, you know, like me, who I'm fortunate, I'm very grateful that you're having me on your show, but you're already providing a space for people to just listen to another person who probably identifies with the same thing they do. So, it just your show doesn't need to be immensely successful. You're already doing that. And well, thank that, you. you know, I'm the queen of segues here. So I'm gonna segue right into that's exactly what I think we need to do. We need to 
one, create that space for other people who are interested to join, you know? So it can be like here, a podcast. It could be um, classes, you know, if I'm ever able to do that or, you know, but also I think us as creators, you know, who we've decided just today, you know, or for the past few months, we're, we're creators now. We owe it to the future generations to make ourselves available to them. So we need to have these spaces where they can hit us up and say, listen, I got questions and free of charge. This is my advice, you know, or if you want to create a business, you know, giving advice that way you can do it too, but make yourself available to them because a lot of people don't know that there are other people out there who are going through the same thing, who want to be creative, who want to start, you know, something, who want to create something, but don't know how, don't know anyone around them who's doing it, or they have people around them who are trolling, who are like, nah, you can't do it. You know, they need people like you, like me to be like, no, this is a space where you come in and you kind of tell me what's on your mind, what you, what are your plans? And we're just going to go with it. You want to learn how to do the basics in cooking? Okay. I'm going to show you the basics. You know, I'm going to show you how to create the best lasagna you ever created. You know, I'm going to teach you how to make the best cheesecake you've ever made, you know, and here, like with you, I'm going to give you that space so that you can listen in on some you can listen in on someone who comes from the same kind of background you come from who has probably dealt with the same kind of you know um lack of opportunities that you're you've dealt with or are dealing with and i'm going to show you that it's possible to be successful and your only job as my listener or as my follower or as someone who's interested in doing this is to show up you know Mm -hmm. and to be honest with yourself in wanting that information. Because if I put myself out there and I say, okay, Abby's here, I'm here to give you the information you need on how to, you know, create a, create a, you know, successful Instagram account, even though mine is just beginning, but I mean, like create a creative outlet, you know, or, you know, in finances, I'm here to show you how to pay off debt. Or I'm here to show you how to be a little better with your money or how to think a little bit more outside of your bubble, you know, in terms of finances, you know, or teach you about things that you never knew about. I'm here. It's up to you to take the step, you know, to, to be honest with yourself and then, you know, find someone to hold you accountable and be like, Hey, go sign into, you know, Abby's classes. She's given a class today or go, you know, sign on to the, the, your podcast app and go listen to them. So inspire people. You need some inspiration today, you know? So I think we need to make ourselves available to these, to the future generation, you know, and obviously this is gonna, you know, you need to be humble. You need to know where you come from. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, no one who's successful was born that way. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to let, you know, listen, I didn't start off knowing everything about money or a credit score or this, or I didn't know. Listen, when I met my husband, I know how to cook, you know, that may surprise some people because right now I'm known as the chef of my family. Everyone who, everyone who's having a gathering is like, oh, what you cooking? What you bringing? When I go over, they're like, oh, what you making? If I cook and I FaceTime someone, they're like, they see me cooking, like, oh, what you making? What's, what's your creation today? But, you know, 12 years ago, I didn't know how to cook, <laughs> you know? So you got to start somewhere. So just know, no one knows what they're talking about when they first start. You just right. learn. But as a creator, put yourself out there for these people who, who want to learn, you know, and let them know continuously. We are here. So all you need to do is hit us up. I'm pretty sure if someone hits you up and, and you know, they're like, Denzel, I really want to start my own podcast, but I don't know where the hell to start. I don't even know what kind of mic I should get. 
I'm pretty sure they would hit you up and you'd be like, okay, you know, because this is some person who's trying to grow, you know? And if, like I said, if you want to create a business out of giving advice to people, you can do that too. There's nothing wrong with that. Capitalism. I'm all for it, <laughs> but make yourself available. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And we need to help people. That's the purpose that that's a big purpose in my life. You know, I know I've figured out I'm supposed to help people, whether that's with food, whether that's with finances, whether that's, you know, just moral support, I'm supposed to help someone, you know? So you already do that. You already inspire a lot of people. Yes, your show is great. And yes, it's going to become more successful, but you already do that. I'm well, pretty sure those, those people that are hitting you up, you're doing that for them. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, well, now that she, you said availability, we could segue into how we're available. So you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram at Rogers Neighborhood and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. So um, if you didn't know, Abby, every show, because I love to hear from the people, the community, the network, um, I do Q&A from the listeners. So the listeners will listen. They'll ask me questions. I do a few of them on the show. And it's something that is like great because sometimes you can't even think about some of the things that the people will ask you. So sometimes the questions catch you like, hmm, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good question. Well, I never actually thought about it. Let me answer on the fly. It's, it's fun. And it's great to keep people involved because obviously the Bronx Buyers podcast is hosted by me, but it's not all about me. So we're going to answer some of the questions from the listeners. We're going to get your honest reaction to some of these questions. Um, and we're going to have some fun with it. So the first one is, what is something that you thought was absolutely whack until you decided to give it a try? Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Now, these yeah. are obviously the food, not the, you know, not the non-mean. <laughs> not the non-mean, but this is just the food. <laughs> no, mushrooms. Look, let me explain. I don't know about you, but I grow paid in mushrooms right so every time that i go out to you know you know the the chinese buffets they have mushrooms in the veggie section right so you you see them everywhere and as a person who got into food i'm following people on food network who you know they have a lot of really high-end ingredients and they'll have some they'll like throw in mushrooms or something so you know at first i'm like no i'm not into mushrooms and then I'm, all of a sudden you know i'm like what, what was it that i mean oh um chicken i think it was a stroganoff or something like that i made uh i can't remember the name of it but i think it was a stroganoff and i made it and my husband again very honest guy so he's just like it's good you know the mushrooms you know but then i taste it and i'm like damn this is actually like delicious who didn't like why didn't anyone tell me mushrooms were this good and then i you know obviously my family's like you're the only one in our entire family who thinks this but you know everyone's like uh mushrooms are i've actually had mushrooms that taste like teriyaki chicken that's what i'm saying really? <laughs> you don't really know so you know <laughs> yeah like i i tried this um it was at bread and butter down in midtown and they have these mushrooms that they're they're whole button mushrooms right so mm -hmm. you would think they're gonna taste earthy or it tasted like teriyaki chicken and wow. because it's a mushroom they're meaty you know so you you the texture itself if you're, you know, when you get a piece of teriyaki chicken, there's no bone in the middle. You're just going to have a squishy kind of piece of chicken. It tasted just like teriyaki chicken. 
So I stand by it. Mushrooms are delicious. Have you tried mushrooms? Do you like mushrooms? I, I've had mushrooms. I've had uh, the portobello, the big one, the big mm -hmm. mushroom. And I've had small, you know, the little small ones, shiitake and all of that. It's good. It's not my go-to. I wouldn't yeah. say from the from the top of the from the top of the pantry. Oh, get the mushroom for sure. Nah, that's not, but they're good though. I've had good mushrooms and I've um I've dabbled in even eating like vegan food and they use mushrooms for a lot of the meat substitutes because yeah, like, it's meaty. Yeah, they have like those those meatballs that are like made out of right like meat mushrooms right. and they have um they have they make like they'll take a portobello mushroom and they'll make it taste like a steak like so like they'll use yes. that as meat substitutes yeah. Yeah. so yeah. the mushroom is uh underrated but very vital uh i agree fungi i agree you know, my husband keeps asking me, he's like, what's the purpose in eating this? <laughs> like, what's the nutritional value? And I'm like, I'm sure there's, there is some type of nutritional value. There has to be some. There has to be. I just, I just love it. He's just looking at me like, you put mushrooms in this again? Like, I stand by it. Mushrooms are delicious. Okay. Well, listen, as long as they're the food and not the namin, <laughs> we don't, we don't want you on that namin. You might have a whole other appreciation for mushrooms. <laughs> If you get on the nah means, you know, okay, we're gonna stick with just the shiitake. <laughs> well, we never know. Now, nah, right? Kidding. Don't don't limit yourself creatively. <laughs> Find your creative outlet, no matter what the cost. <laughs> you hey, you never know. You might you might you know, and be like, wow, I just had this great idea. You, hey, you never know. I'm never going to say, hey, don't do it. If you feel like it'll help your creative process, by all means. By I'm interested all means. in kind of creations I would, I would come up with in the kitchen. Right. You probably leave the kitchen after and you'd be like, whoa, what did I well, even do? I do weird stuff now with food. So there's always this kind of idea that I would be the complete opposite and completely boring <laughs> if anything were to change. Ugh. But... Mush eat mushrooms, they're delicious. Okay. Well, my thing is, this is kind of like a current thing. So I'm a big fan of hip hop music, right? I got all my, my legends in the background, right? So when Travis Scott first came out, I thought that he was the worst musician ever. I said, who wants to hear this high pitched robotic sound in their headphones every day? This is horrible. This is one of the worst things I've ever heard. Nas is crying tears right now. Tupac is turning over in his grave right now by this <laughs> abomination that is being called music, right? I was really on my get off my lawn. I was really in my old man, you know, you kids get out of here, that type, right? My friend, my friend Anthony, he's like, you are really playing. I know you're an old man and I know you have your old man tastes but you're playing just because it's auto-tune doesn't mean it's good right so when what year was this what year was this i don't remember i think the song goosebumps came out and i was like i was sitting i was with anthony and i was listening and the song came on and i was like wow this is a good song i was like who is this and he looked at me like with the side i like that's travis scott and i was like oh no see don't I, was know, like, so you know. I was like, Biggie, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I was like, really, I thought that he was the worst, like ever, the worst thing to be called a musician ever. And then somehow, some way, I'm just having to sit in somebody's house. The song comes on and I really like it. And he's like, that's the guy you said you hated. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, so, and you know, you notice like more people are getting to his popularity. I don't know if you know, they even had him like in Fortnite. They put him in the game. And like he was, he would, he did a live, they did something. Cause you know, obviously COVID people are getting creative. He did a concert through Fortnite. Like, this guy is incredible like i can't believe that i didn't like him at a point like they even like figured that out like put him in the game and then you go to where he is in the game and it's a concert and it's like yo like ah, i was so naive please you know i really do love hearing that because besides the music the guy's got a mind for entrepreneurship yeah man he does everything place in front of him he's gonna figure it out he does everything and he does it well he just doesn't do it he's like oh i'm doing this now it's like i'm doing this and i'm gonna do it very well it's like wow how i'm well i have to say this i'm sorry anthony for not believing in you and i'm sorry travis (laughs) for thinking that you were terrible i'm sorry Always, I just have to say it. Please forgive me. Please. Um, the next one is because, and your answer to this, I can't wait to hear it because you're a chef. What are some weird food combinations that you really enjoy? Now, I'm going to go first because I feel like yours is going to be way better than mine. Yours is going to be way better than mine. My favorite weird food combination is uh, white cheddar popcorn, like if you get smart food, the big black bag, white cheddar popcorn, and cayenne pepper. So I'll take the whole okay. the cayenne pepper, put the white cheddar popcorn in a bowl, sprinkle the cayenne pepper all over it, mix it up to where it's like red. And I will eat that all day, all Listen, that's day. Not that's not weird. It's not weird, but you know, I'm not, again, I'm not in the culinary space. So I'm not dipping and dabbing with different things. And that's why I wanted to go first. So now this is really where it's going to drive it home. I want to hear from you. What is, what are, the weird food combinations that you really enjoy you know my husband's gonna hate me because this was one of the things that irked him the most like when he first met me and he figured out this was but i really love chocolate chip cookies with mayonnaise (laughs) i know okay 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 let me explain let me explain so this was I know, I know. You're probably still going to have the same opinion afterwards. This is totally, like, I I love all um, types of flavors, mm-hmm. right? Some more than others. So there is the combination of sweet and salty. There's a combination between um, citrusy with spice. There's also tangy. There's umami. There's, you know, it's a whole spectrum of flavors out there. And I happened to like stumble upon this one day because I remember somebody brought back chocolate chip cookies from some kind of occasion, from some gathering. And it was just a tray of cookies there. And they also must have served sandwiches at the same gathering because there was a mayonnaise packet next to, there was a couple of mayonnaise packets on the tray. I don't know what compelled me that day, but I'm going to just say it's because I'm always kind of like trying to figure out what tastes good together that's different. And I put some mayonnaise on the chocolate chip cookie. And I remember oh, my, my boy, he was my boyfriend at the time, right? So this is the time, the type of phase, this is the kind of phase where you're trying to impress them. And I'm just like, 
I put it on, I ate it. And he's, he gave me this look like, what the hell did you just do? And my eyes lit up and everyone's looking at me like, what, what just happened? And I'm like, there is something about the tanginess, the tanginess of the mayo with the sweetness of the cookie because the chocolate chip, the chocolate chips in the cookie, I now know, cause I didn't know at the time were semi-sweet chocolate semi-sweet. chips. There's, right. So there's some sweetness, but not too much. And then it paired with the tanginess. Denzel, my mind was just blown. Like my taste buds were like, damn. And I tried this, right? And I remember him telling me like, please don't ever do that again. <laughs> he was just like, I can't get over the fact that you just put mayonnaise on a, on a cookie. And I was just like, but it's so good. And I haven't found any anyone, anyone who's like, okay, I understand. Or anyone who's actually willing to try. Um, but it's so good. It's just like the balance of the flavors. You know, when you have some like too much sweet, it's just overwhelming for your palate. So that's why you have semi-sweet chocolate. When you have chocolate chip cookies with semi-sweet chocolate, they don't taste the same as like, you know, using milk chocolates. It's not overly sweet, you know? So when you add that, when I added that tanginess, at least for my palate, it, it just hit the spot. And I'm constantly trying like different, you know, I'll get like Chinese takeout and you know, the sweet and sour sauce. Right. I'll dip something in the sweet and sour not, sauce that uh, has no not the chocolate chip cookies with the sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> well, I haven't tried that, but I probably will. Oh but, god. No, but it's like I just want to kind of discover what it tastes like. You know, these two flavors melded together. You know, I don't know. It's just I, I really like that. I like experimenting like, but chocolate chip cookies with mayonnaise though. Woo, you on your own with that one. You on your own with that one. Chocolate chip cookies and mayo. Have you tried it? Of course not. <laughs> well, it, it's up to you. But like, I seriously haven't found anyone willing to try it. And probably for good reason. It's probably just me. Like my taste buds are <laughs> crazy. But definitely the combination of the two. It's weird. Like it, my palate likes, I don't like just one type of flavor. I like right. mixing it. The combination. So, All right. And the last question from the listeners is what is a current trend that you just don't understand? Now I'm going to take you, I answered this before and you said it today. ASMR. This is, this is what I don't like about ASMR. I'm about to do it right now. Hello. We are here today. We have a special guest. Her name is Abigail. I don't, it is, it's, it's like, when people do it with food, I think it's disgusting. When people do it, when they scratch in the microphone and stuff, I just, it's like, ugh, it's like someone's giving me an electric shock. So <laughs> I, the ASMR is something that I just, I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. And I have a sister, my sister will watch those, what are they called? Mukbang videos when they eat. She will watch that all day long and she'll turn the volume all the way up. So this guy could be eating, you know, some chicken wings or something. And you hear all of the, the nasty sounds, the yeah. wipe his mouth oh, and they'll drink the soda. It's like the most, it's just the most disgusting thing to me. It's the most, 
the most disgusting thing. I don't get it. I just don't understand it. I, I understand. I, I really do. The trend that I don't understand, which please, please break this down for me, is the fanny pack across the chest. I don't understand it. Like, I understand things come, they come back into style, but why not just wear it on the, the you know, the belly area? What is this, the pelvic area? Like, it used to be worn why across the chest see because i could understand why if you're gonna go travel to another country or something another state where you gonna you think you're gonna get robbed why <laughs> explain this to me like what is it just for functionality because i don't understand how like well the, the, the do, do some asmr while I'm, I'm doing some asmr as i put the bag on as we speak well oh. i'll tell i'm gonna let me tell you a story because i um I told this story in my last podcast. We had the same, the person said the exact same thing as you. So I said, <laughs> I, this is story time now. So at first I was like you, and I thought that the bag was horrible. I just thought it was an unsightly fashion accessory. And I was like, these, I was in my old man, uh, my old man phase again. These kids, these darn kids, right? So la the summertime, so, you know, uh, in June, July, I was on the Brooklyn Bridge and I was taking a photo. And on the Brooklyn Bridge, there's a rail that you could jump and sit on and you know get your photo. Look at me, I'm sitting on the Brooklyn Bridge. So I was wearing shorts, obviously, because it was hot outside. So when I was on the Brooklyn Bridge, I was wearing my shorts. I jumped on that thing to take a picture. When I got off of the bridge and I was going home, I realized I did not have my wallet. It fell out of my pants on the Brooklyn Bridge, okay? Oh, no. So when I get home, of course, you know, I have to count, oh, man, I have to cancel all this car. I have to cancel the credit card. I have to request a new debit card. I have to re I have to get a new ID to get a new insurance card, the whole bit. Right. Oh, man. <sighs> right. The doorbell rings. Right. I go answer it. Someone returns my wallet from Brooklyn to the Bronx. They, they rang the doorbell. They put my wallet on the ground and they left. Before I could thank them, before I could give them money, anything, they returned my wallet and just left. So I said, okay, I need a bag. I need a secure uh, accessory to hold all of my things, belongings, etc." And I understood then what the, the necessity of the over-the-shoulder bag was. So... You know, if you if you can't notice that what I have here on my yes. bag for a little accessory, Pittsburgh Steelers so you, helmet. You, huh? Personal? Huh? These are buttons put on it. They're, oh no, they're pins. They're pins. So you just pin them in. Oh, pins. Okay, okay. So I got right, you know so I got my Steelers here. Got got the hot sauce. You know, got my rubber ducky. And you know, hold on. No, I understand. Listen, I understand the functionality. And I'm right. all down for functionality, you know? I just, why not put it on your waist? Well, I mean, on the waist is like serious dad vibes. Serious, Listen. serious tourist. I'm from out of town. I'm coming to look at the Times Square red stairs and I got this on my, on my waist. Listen, everything that was not, that was in style back then, that's no longer in style is coming back into style or has come back into style, you know? So I don't know. It's just like, I, I see so many people with the fanny pack and I'm like, don't you feel like, like 
compressed like don't you feel like now something's just on your chest but i see it it's a functionality thing and it's also easily accessible you can just unzip it and grab whatever you need yeah see let's get that yeah. let's get that on the mic yes a asmr <laughs> asmr i think you're gonna start doing some asmr on the side uh, hey i might i might i might um yeah but right. that that is my that's my that's my fanny pack story. I at the time was thinking the same thing like this is these darn kids. What will they come up with next? And lo and behold, you just go to the Brooklyn Bridge, you lose your wallet. And <laughs> and now you just like the rest of them. Listen, so that is that person for being a good Samaritan and just helping out. Yeah, I, I was completely surprised. Like, you know, the doorbell rang, the wallet's there and the person's gone. So it's like man, I can't even thank you for coming all the way to the Bronx to return this. I can't give you anything. You want some water at least? Can I give you something? You just returned my whole thing and you didn't want anything. I don't know who it was. It could have been a child. I don't know. They didn't want anything. And it was just like, wow. Okay. So now I've been given a new lease on life. Let's be secure. And so you go with that fanny pack everywhere? Yeah. Um, well, it depends. Like if I'm going to, if I have to go somewhere serious, then no, I won't wear it. But if it's like I'm going, I have errands to run, I'm be outside for a while. Yeah, I put it on. And then, you know, if I have my coat on, I just put my hands in my pockets or something. It's just it's on me. Or even I'll just, you know, turn it to the back like a like a bike messenger or something. I'll just wear that it. I like, that. I like that. That's well. Yeah. So that's that's just and it's just like carry all my things in it. Everything I need, I'll put in there. Super easy and convenient. Well, you got a good reason. So I give it to you. I understand. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I cannot believe I lost my wallet on all places. The Brooklyn oh, Bridge. Like in the, the, like where the cars were driving? Yeah, well, you know, there's the walkway. So, you know, the cars and the walkway is separate. And I'm just like, of all the places to lose your wallet, Denzel, the Brooklyn oh. Bridge. But I'm glad it got returned to you. Yes. And now you Thank have an accessory. Thank you to the Good Samaritan out there. Again, I don't know who it is, but if you somehow come across this podcast, you should remember my name or something. Thank you for returning my wallet. I don't know. You know, I wish I could have done something. You would have stuck around. I would have tried to give you something, but thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, wait, hold on. I have, I have one more question. I just thought of this. When when was it that you had the most confidence in your in your creation? So for the pod, right, I, I can't say that I didn't feel super, super comfortable with it in terms of just like where I feel like I could do it in my sleep until like episode 37, 38. So it took me like the 38 weeks of repetition for my brain to have utmost comfort in this space. And there, again, there's still a whole bunch for me to learn. Um, but just where I had the feeling like it was autopilot, like I'm doing it. Boom. I got it. Just put the mic in my face and I got it. So are you at that point now with your with your creations where you feel like it's like second nature or and and then if you are like when did you feel that with the food yes and no um i i feel confident in the food the photography that i know you know like the the skills that i've kind of acquired that i learned to you know um to have but with the finances you know i never i i don't want to say i'll ever feel that way but you kind of always learn something new you know and the content that I put out there aside of it being you know trying to motivate others there's always new content out there like there's there's a person 
like just to put it into perspective, you know, like we started off this whole thing with like a 55K of debt, right? And there's a person out there who I follow who's like 650K in debt. And they, you know, when they like kind of like the content that I put out there and they comment or they message me and they say like, oh yeah, yeah, nope, I got, you got this or know what you're talking about, you know, kind of dealing with that too. Or, you know, it, it's something new every single time, you know, every, it's like almost every day I go on and I learn something new. So I don't want to, I, I don't want to say that I'm successful at it yet because I can always learn something new in terms of the food photography. I know I can, you know, get better and learn even more skills. So I'm hoping to, to, you know, have the, join these, um, what are they called? Seminars, mm-hmm. you know, on like a photography. So I want to do a few of those and kind of get better that way. Mm-hmm. But like with the finances, I, I always feel like I'm learning something new that makes me better, you know? So I don't, I don't feel like I'm there yet. And I don't know if I ever will be there, you know, cause even people who I see have like tens of thousands of followers, they'll just post something about something they just learned, mm. you know? So I don't know. I, I don't think I'm, I'm there yet. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get there. And I think it's, I think it's a good idea for me to kind of keep that mentality because it forces me to try to keep learning. Right. You know, I don't want to be like, okay, I know everything I know that I need to know. You know, you're not going to grow. You're just going to kind of find your, you're going to plateau at some point. So I, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm there yet, but it's okay. exciting because you get there. Right. You know? Right. Right. Okay. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Would you have thought, would you have thought back in the day day when we were sitting at target Bronx terminal that we would be having this conversation at this point? You know, I knew you were going to do something. I'm telling you, we all knew like you have so much charisma. First of all, you were like the biggest jokester. I loved working with you. And I knew that you were going to impact people in some way. I just didn't know how. And it's okay. really cool to see you doing this, you know, because you're reaching out to so many people and you dabble in all of these types of these, either politics or music or, um, well, now you got finances, you yeah. know, but you you, you, you dabble in a little bit of everything and it's so cool that you found that creative outlet but I didn't know it was going to be this but I knew you were going to do something okay all right see you had you had the the premonition oh you yeah had the vision that's great I'm, and I'm I'm happy that I was giving that energy out even if I didn't know where it was going to go if yep. you know if certain people were picking that up because people had told me that before and I was just like ah, whatever but that's great that's great so thank you Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Great, great, great to have you on. Great to have this conversation, this dialogue. So again, we're going to roll out the red carpet for you. Tell the people where you are, how they can find you and how they can get in touch with you along with your name and the names of your creations. Sure. So I'm Abigail Narvaez. Um, I have Abby's Quiet Kitchen on Instagram. That's for uh, the food photography. And then I have the Financial Peace Seekers. Um, that's also Instagram. That's more um, kind of paying off debt and just kind of learning the, the world of finances, you know, um, and kind of going through the journey with me and my husband trying to figure this thing out. You know, people never knew anything about finances and kind of figuring it out and kind of our personal journey, you know, our story. And uh, I'm always available to be DM'd. I, 
love helping other people out. So if you have any questions, you can just hit me up on Instagram um, or my husband, because he, we both have the financial peace seekers. We're both there. Um, but we're definitely down to help anybody who's willing, who needs any kind of advice, who needs any help. Or if you have an inkling of a thought, like, I think I may want to do this, or I don't know how this works. What do you think? We're always down to help out. And thank you so much, Denzel, for having me. It was awesome. I love connecting with you. It's so cool. Yes, you're welcome. And no problem. Thank you. And last, we do it every show. We're going to give the guest the honor to have us fade out the podcast with a song. What would you like to play out this podcast for the good people with today? Um, I, I'm going to choose this song because this was this is kind of my husband and I song, and he's been my number one cheerleader throughout all of this. So it's Benny King, Stand By Me. Um, it just, it hits me, you know, it's, it's been our song, but it's also, it, it stands for just having that person that's with you throughout it all, you know? So, and because he's been that person for me, I kind of want to have that for him. You know, even today he was super excited. He's like, oh my gosh, you're going to do a podcast with this guy that you used to work. Oh my God. It's amazing. So I, I, I really would like that. That is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you once again for uh, coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. And last but not least, Ghost Dealers, go. Let me round of applause for Abby. Round of applause. And last, let us get into our NFL predictions. Man, what a horrible, horrible, horrible week that I have had. <laughs> what a horrible, 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 horrible week I have had picking football games. Man, I can't even like blame it all on injuries. I can't even blame it all on on ancillary things. It was really just horrible picks, like really just horrible judgment. So uh, my record from last week was six wins and eight losses. Six and eight. Horrible. My first time having a week having uh, less wins than, than losses, man. And my record for the year picking games is 94, 66, and one. We got to do better, man. We have got to do better. Um, so let's try. We're going to do... Uh, Week 12's games, I already got off to a shaky foot anyway on the Thanksgiving games. I uh, got the Houston Texans game against the Detroit Lions wrong. Um, and I got the Washington football team against Dallas right. So let's try to do better. We need a great week this week. We need a great week this week. We cannot have another week like last week. So let's just breeze through them. First game on Sunday. Las Vegas Raiders and the Atlanta Falcons. I will take the Las Vegas Raiders. I keep picking. Whenever I pick the Falcons, they keep showing me who they are. Las Vegas to win. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers against the Buffalo Bills. I will take the Buffalo Bills to win. I think the Chargers traveling across the country playing a 1 o'clock early game is going to have an effect on them. Plus, you know, remember, Justin Herbert's playing very well, but the Chargers don't win many games. Um... So I think the Buffalo Bills will do enough to win that game. Next game, New York Giants, Cincinnati Bengals. Man, 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 man. I'm so sorry for that brother, Joe Burrow. I'm so sorry for that brother. I wish him a very speedy recovery. 
I wish him all the best. He had a torn ACL and a damaged MCL um, last week against the uh, Washington football team. Um, and man, it was it was so sad to see because he's just he's a rookie and he's playing so well. Obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals are not a great team. They don't have a lot of good pieces. The offensive line is shot to hell. But Joe Burrow was giving them hope. He was playing so well. He was playing so well. So speedy recovery to my guy, Joe Burrow, man. I hope that he can um, come back better than ever, man. It was so sad to see because he's already, you can see how much he means to the team. You can see how much he means to the league. And it's just to, for him to get hurt like that, it was really horrible. Um, so I, I have to take the Giants to win. The Giants are playing the Bengals. I have to take the Giants. I have to because no Joe Burrow. I think the team is going to be so deflated. I'll take the Giants to win. Next game, Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts had a great, great, great win last week against Green Bay. Tennessee had a great, great, great win last week against uh, uh, Baltimore. So two teams coming off great wins. I will take the Indianapolis Colts to win this game. They're at home. Defense is pretty good. I'll take the Colts. Um, next game, Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I will take the Cleveland Browns. I think they'll continue with it from what they did last week. A lot of running. A lot of running the football. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. That is a recipe for success. I will take the Cleveland Browns. Um, next game, Carolina Panthers and the Minnesota Vikings. Man, another whiff from last week. I thought that losing Teddy Bridgewater um, would kill the Panthers. And they had a great win. Like now it's against Detroit, and Detroit's not great. But they had a great win. They had their backup quarterback. Uh, I believe his name is, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, man, what's his name? P.J. Walker or something like that. Uh, and he played well. He played very well. No Christian McCaffrey. They still played well. So um, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers to win this game. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers to win. Um, next game after that is the Arizona Cardinals and the New England Patriots. I will take the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, next game is the Miami Dolphins against the New York Jets. I will take the Miami Dolphins, Baltimore Ravens, and Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this game was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving night. This game was is moved now to Sunday afternoon, but it's still in jeopardy. There is still a chance that this game will not be played. A number of Baltimore Ravens players, including Lamar Jackson, the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, was uh, tested positive for COVID. So, you know, this game is in flux. Um, the NFL has stated that they don't necessarily care about the competitive advantage, meaning they're not really going to postpone potentially this game because of Lamar Jackson being hurt and other players on the Ravens being hurt. They really are considering postponing if... The COVID is not made um, got, gotten under control, meaning more players keep testing positive and then there's a chance to infect the Steelers players as well. So this game is in flux. You already know the vibes, though. I'm taking the Steelers. And I was thinking, too, I was talking with Abigail early in the pod. She's a Ravens fan. I was talking so much shit about my Steelers. What if the Steelers lose? Like, it's going to look so bad for me. But you know the vibes. Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. We 10-0, and 0, my nigga. We 10-0. and 0. We are 10 and 0, baby. Come on now. We beat in Baltimore whenever we play. You already know the vibes. Pittsburgh Steelers, if they play. Um, next game is the New Orleans Saints and the Denver Broncos. Another whiff. Another whiff. I thought Taysom Hill would not play well at all. And he played great. He played great. And then the Denver Broncos, I picked them 
um, to lose last week against uh, uh, Miami, and they won. So two whiffs, man. Horrible picks. So I will take the New Orleans Saints to win um, this game. Uh, next game is the L.A. Rams against the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers. I'll take the Rams. Um, after that is Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this is going to be a good game. Tampa did not play well last week, and it seems like every time they lose, the next game they play very, very well. Um, but I cannot pick against Kansas City. I can't. Patrick Mahomes is something special, man. Something special. Something special. What a tremendous player he is. What a tremendous player. So I, I got to take the Chiefs. I have to. Um, next game after that, the Sunday night football game, is the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. The Packers got to win. Got to win. Got to win. Chicago is – their quarterback situation is – dysfunctional at the moment they their defense is still very good but their offense is dysfunctional the packers need to win this game and the monday night football game is the seattle seahawks and the philadelphia eagles i will take the seahawks to win that and let's just hope man that i have a better week jesus christ man that was such a terrible week last week six and eight record that was so terrible so let's just hope i can do better <laughs> with the NFL picks, man. But again, I must say, and this is important for me to say, if you are a betting person out there, if you like to put a few dollars on some football games and you listen to this podcast, I say it and I will say it and I will continue to say it. If you are a betting person, do not place bets based off of my picks. Last week should be a 100% indicator. How many whiffs did I have last week? Too many. So if you're a betting person out there, if you want to put some money down based off what I'm saying about football, be my guest. But that is a calculated risk, a calculated risk that you are taking. And if you lose money betting football games based off what I say, I will not help you recoup. I need to say it again. If you are a betting person out there and you want to put some money down based off the picks that I am choosing, if you lose money, I will not help you recoup. So uh, bet at your own risk, okay? Bet at your own risk. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 42 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. I want to say thank you again to Abigail Nervias for coming on the show. Thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. I hope everyone has had a fantastic holiday. I know COVID has, you know, put a wrench in a lot of things that is normal. But if you were able to, you know, spend some time with your family um, and your, your close friends as well, um, is that, that's always a blessing. So I hope everyone had a great holiday. Don't go too crazy. I hope you guys didn't go too crazy, I should say. I hope you guys didn't go too crazy with the Black Friday you know, joints, you know, people go crazy when they see some joints on sale. So I hope you guys remain safe while you guys were doing that. And I um, hope you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you guys soon. Um, be safe out there. Remember, COVID is real. Please um, do everything you can to, um, you know, protect yourself and your family and your loved ones from COVID. And uh, let's just make it through 2020, man. Let's just make it. We're so close. Let's just make it through. And uh, I'll leave you guys with that. I'll leave you guys with that. I'm going to fade you guys out with a great song that was Abigail's Choice. It is called Stand By Me 
by Ben E. King. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 42. We are out. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me So darling, darling, stand by me, oh, stand by me, oh, stand, stand by me, stand by me. If the sky that we look upon should tumble and fall, or the mountain should crumble, Just as long as you stand, stand by me. And darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand now. Stand by me. Stand by me. Whenever you're in trouble, won't you stand?